let's kick things off with some Phillies talk. The great voice of the Philadelphia Phillies. You can follow him at TMAC Phils. Tom McCarthy joining us, having some fun this year, watching a, a star-studded lineup hit its stride right now. Tom, we appreciate the time. Great to have you. Are you in that? What's that room? Are you in that broadcast room? I can always tell by the no, I'm actually in my office, which I haven't been in like two weeks. And I'm just looking around thinking, man, it's a mess. In fact, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing the same shirt I was wearing yesterday on the air because I had a shirt on that had a huge stain right in the middle of it. So I'm a little formal right now. I feel compared to you guys. How do you how do you have a stain? You're not eating anything right now. You're down 50 pounds and you're still rolling. So how do you have I, I a stain? Was, I, I, I was out, I was putting a new mailbox in this morning. It's like a hundred degrees here. And I, I had, I don't know what I got. I got something on it while I was putting the mailbox in. Dude, you're rich. Hire somebody to do that. You don't need to be doing that <laughs> labor stuff. I don't know. I, I was bored. I was bored, AJ. I, I guess I got to keep myself busy. You were bored. So you're like, I'm going to go put a mailbox in. Like most people are bored. I'm going to go take a walk. We got a note from our, our in our mailbox from our, our mail lady saying that it was uh, it was tilted and she couldn't put the mail in it anymore. So I had a had a to do list today. So I had to get it done. You got the you got the le- you got the leveler out to make sure that thing was straight. I did what? actually. I did. Oh, it's wow. so stupid. I should have hired somebody because it's really it's it's not going to last for the winter, honestly. <laughs> Super versatile though. All right, so let's get into the fills. I actually want to start with you know our buddy Ken Rosenthal wrote this morning about Bryce Harper's journey to first base and how it's gone, it seems like, better than expected pretty quickly for the Phillies and could be the long-term position for him, maybe to preserve that body for the rest of the contract, which is what's the, like, six, seven years left? Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if he goes there eventually. I don't think it'll be next year, but I do think that that's their plan is to maybe put him there at some point. He looks great. I mean, his throws have been fantastic, and I think footwork is kind of a – you know, still a little wonky at times, but man, he puts the work in. He's there every single day trying to do it. He's made some really good plays. He's made some really good picks. Uh, but I do think that's the that's the plan. I originally thought that it would be to the back end of JT's deal that he would go there, but JT's not showing anywhere at all behind the plate. So I, it wouldn't surprise me that that's where he winds up going. And, you know, he can do it. I don't think it's going to be next year, though. I think it's probably going to be down the road. But I do, I do believe by the time... We're at the end of his contract. He's going to be playing first base. Can Harper can Harper play every day in the playoffs at first base? Because he's been kind of a two, three games, and then he needs some days off. Can he do it every day in the playoffs? I, I think by then he can, Kratzy. I really do. I, I mean, his uh, his issue's been he had this mid-back spasms thing that was bo- bothered him. So that's the reason they gave him some time off. But I think he could do it. I mean, they're managing it now. But I think that what they're going to do is just manage it now and then throw him out there. So it wouldn't shock me that he's there every single day. It just makes them better defensively if they have, whether it be Martian left or Cave in left or Pache in left and let Schwarber DH. I just think that makes more sense for them, particularly in tight games. Listen, Schwarber's probably going to be out there from time to time, uh, and he's working to try to you know get to every ball he can. But I, I do think there's a chance he's out there almost every day at first base during the postseason. Well, the more important question is, is he going to have a playoff beard? Because he just shaved his beard. I don't know. So is he going to grow it back for the playoffs like I, they do in hockey? I, I got to tell you, AJ, I, I think he can grow it back in like a week. I mean, he's not like uh, <laughs> he's not like me. Right? I mean, it, it, it goes you fast. And Kratz, I mean, you and Kratz are follically challenged? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Put, well, me, put me in that conversation, too. It's kind of by choice now. I mean, it's um, – but, yeah, I think if he starts hitting, he's not going to grow it back. But if he – 
if it's not where he wants it to be, I mean, he's he's going to grow it back, and it's going to be back quick. I mean, it's you know, he's I like think, one of those guys I think that wakes up at ten and says, "I can't shave until like noon because it'll be uh, stubble by the by the end of the night." I think that should. I think the fresh the fresh face should help with the back spasm as well. It's not as much weight. Yeah, a little lighter around. Little lighter yeah. up top. I don't know, man. So Ever since help. I lost my hair, my back's been really bad. So I don't know if that's really. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's the issue. <laughs> I think. I, I think it's. I think it's once you get a little older, things start hurting a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. You guys will find that out. I'm telling you, you're gonna find that out. One. One more thing on Bryce for you, Tom. How does he look at the plate aside from the little slump that he just went through, which was what 0 for 20? Well, his, in the second his, half of his, the season, better, right? Yeah, his, he's got 12 homers since the All-Star break. I mean, his last homestand, I mean, it was uh, it was unbelievable what he was doing. I mean, he just he does feed off of the pressure. He feeds off the crowds. Um, honestly, what he did on the road trip where he was hitless in 19 at-bats, I didn't see it coming because his swing was so locked in when he was at home. So, you know, I think he's fine. I mean, he hit a couple balls hard in San Diego. He only had the one double that obviously produced the two runs yesterday. Uh, pulling off a little bit, a couple of really wonky lefties. You know, the Cosgrove guy was was weird. I mean, Tim Hill's kind of weird when he comes to the plate. So I think that threw him off a little bit. But I think he's fine. I really do. I mean, it's there's no pain. Obviously, he's just uh, he was just in one of those funks, like he said yesterday. Is there any correlation of Bryce moving off the grass into the dirt at first base and his back hurting? Because that would seem like a lot of times you you hear things that guys go from the grass to the dirt. You know. There's, Takes a select few of us that can play on the dirt every day. That's exactly right. I, you know, it's funny, AJ. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think it was just not using it for a while. I mean, he, he played. He was DH at all last year. He didn't play the outfit except for the first month of the season. Um, yeah, I just think it's getting legs in shape, body in shape. I mean, he's in great shape. But I think that, I mean, there could be some correlation to it. They didn't play him in Toronto at first base because they didn't want him to go on the sponge at all. Uh, you know, on the on the turf. So, I mean, it could be. I mean, it could, but I think it's also just getting legs into it a little bit more. I want to ask uh, uh, about Trey. I mean, obviously, we know how good of a player he is. We we all knew, figured he would he would turn things around. Um, for me, from the outside looking in, that ovation he got in Philly was so cool. Um, you don't really see that a whole lot with a superstar player. I, I feel like no. most of the time, if you're not performing, you're going to get the boos as as opposed to the cheers. Um, I'm sure that made him feel comfortable and, 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 you know, better about his situation. And, and since then, man, he's been on fire in the player that we all thought he would be. Yeah. I, I mean, he thinks it's a, it's sort of coincidental publicly, but I do think privately that, that there's a, there's an acknowledgement that that night when he stepped to the plate, um, it, it did relax him a little bit. I think it relaxed everybody, quite frankly, you know, they did it last year with Bohm. You guys remember when Bohm said, yeah. I hate this bleeping place. Um, then all of a sudden he got a standing ovation instead of being booed and it kind of helped him a little bit. I mean, this game, I mean, obviously I've been watching it from a distance for these last 30 years and haven't played it, but you guys played it. You know, there's a lot between the years that dictates success and failure in this game. And I do think it relaxed him. He's hitting 360 since then. You know, he's got this, uh, you know, he's got this 15 game hitting streak going. The bats flat through the zone again. Um, not striking out as much. It was a really cool moment. I honestly didn't know what to expect. Um, I did expect it would be loud, but the fact that it got louder as the night went on that first day, it was pretty cool. I mean, I, I, I have yeah. to admit, it, it, was, it was pretty cool. In any city, something like that would have been really neat to see. 
Trey was doing really well, but then he came on foul territory and he had seven home runs in seven days. So I'm not saying oh, you're going a dinger. Is that it? It's, that was it. So I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're Put him in the, the lineup. of his life tonight, Tom. You're going to have the call of your life. Yeah. I mean, well, listen, the mailbox went in pretty good, so maybe that was kind of foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who do you who is Tom, who do you have tonight as your partner? Uh, actually, off. we're off today. I had to think They're about off. it for a second. We're off oh. today. Crux this weekend. I, I have a, I'm doing Friday's game, and then I got to do a football game on Sunday on CBS. So I'll miss Saturday and Sunday. So um, yeah, Crux this weekend, and then Schmitty on Sunday, and um, James Lofted and AJ Feely are my partners this weekend for the oh, NFL. Wait, Ruben, get, Ruben get fired? <laughs> uh, no, he had to go out and buy some new suits because you know he can't be. He, he's not as colorful uh, on the. Uh, on the uh, the Phillies broadcast as he is on on the MLB Network with the green suit and the uh, yeah the I'll one, let him know one night where he wore the pink shirt the pink shirt I'll let him know yeah have you ever I, I honestly want to have you ever told Crook when he's just going on one of his things keep going or John you got to stop you just always let him go I never tell him to stop because if I tell him to stop it's going to get worse AJ you just got to oh let please him do then be like Crooky Crooky stop you got to stop and then then just Turn your mic off and be like, you got the next three innings. Somebody said to me last week, they said, you know, there's certain times you, you, you should really reel him in. Uh, you know, you you know what he's going to say. I said, I don't know what he's going to say. I have no <laughs> idea what he's going to say. There are times where I'm hearing the story for the first time on the air with everybody else, and I'm as intrigued about what kind of goat is eating what kind of uh, soda can in the back of his farm in West Virginia as everybody else is. He's <laughs> a gem. He's a gem. All right, so um, for you, you saw this team make it to the World Series last year. To me, this team looks just as good, as, if not better, this year. So do you agree? And what should the Phillies be concerned about come playoff time? Well, I think the concern is probably after the consistency of Zach Wheeler. There hasn't been the consistency of, of really anybody else for the whole year. Now, Taiwan Walker's been good. He's got 15 wins. Um, he's getting a lot of run support, so that could dictate success. I think the key is Aaron Nola, quite honestly, guys. I mean, he's got a, you know, he's had some really good outings. Um, he's had some clunkers. But if he can get himself back to where he was during the postseason last year and where he's been for most of his career at the Phillies, you know, one-two is pretty darn good. I mean, obviously, there's there's the Brewers have a really good one-two-three punch. But I think you can line up. And then you have a choice at three. You could either do Walker. You could put Ranger Suarez in that spot if he's healthy. Or you could put Suarez and Lorenzen in the bullpen where they've thrived at times in their careers. So I think uh, the key is is going to be Nola, and then you can kind of um, feel your way through the number three and even the four spot. What are the chances the Phillies re-sign Nola or Reese Hoskins? Uh, I think better to sign a better chance to sign Aaron than Reese. I, I mean, I would love Reese to be back. He's one of my favorite players next to you, Kratzy. Uh, mm-hmm. that ever's worn a Phillies uniform. Um, he does so much in the community. and uh, But I do think we just talked about Bryce sliding over to first base. I do think that they have guys that they can put it first and maybe money spent in other spots. But they miss him. They really do. They miss his stability in the in number two spot. And they also miss – because you, know you know what he gets. He, you guys know how hard it is to find 30 home runs. I mean, I don't care what play, what team it is. But I think it's more it's more probable they would sign Nola than Reese unless Reese is a one year instead of deal. But I think somebody is going to 
give him what he's what he's uh, what he's naturally worth in the open market, even with the knee injury. How fun has it been to cover Dave Dombrowski since he's come over here? I mean, he is a gunslinger, right? He's aggressive in a front office role where I feel like a lot of the dudes nowadays are way too careful and calculated on every single little thing. Everything is a spreadsheet. And I feel like Dave just has the blend going on for a long time and should continue to get that respect where, hey, like the Phillies were spending money before he came over here. They went through the whole building process and barely got anything out of it. Then Dave Mm -hmm. comes over and he's like, cool, here, World Series team pretty quickly. So got to give him credit there where most guys, you know, around the league are like, oh, we're doing this five-year process, seven-year plan. Screw that. Yeah, I, I think that there's a combination to it. Um, honestly, Scott, I think it's the combination of Dave and Rob Thompson um, because th- they do have the the new school stuff to it, the analytics part of it, which you have to have some kind of, of, of a base of that. But they're also, what are my eyes telling me? What is my feel? What do I think we need? He's been great. I mean, he's been stabilizing. And I think you couple that with the way Rob has handled the, the dugout and the clubhouse. Um, it's... It's been a really good formula for the Phillies. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, they haven't depleted the farm system to get everything that they have. They've made some trades, but they have been very tactful when it comes to the farm system. Um, but it's – listen, he's a Hall of Famer. At some point when he's done as an executive, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He'll join the likes of Pat Gillick, who obviously, you know, uh, led the Phils to the 08 World Series championship, uh, and it's going to be nice to have that moniker. He's fortunate too. We got a re- we got an owner that wants to spend money in John Middleton, and that's a good thing too. And you know, it's smart money, but it's you know, it's it's spending money and making sure this team is competitive. I wanted to hit on that a little bit. You brought up John Middleton. You've worked there before when David Montgomery was. Just an unbelievable owner, unbelievable rep for the Phillies, unbelievable person. How is this ownership? Because we rip, absolutely rip on this show on John Fisher, John Angelos, Artie Moreno, guys who want to be too into it. Yeah, And I think in the Phillies, both Montgomery and seeing John Middleton, they're into it. But talk about what a positive environment that they produce for you as an employee, but also for a team in ownership? Yeah. Thanks, Kratzy, for asking that question. I mean, it's it's always been that way. It's a family. Um, and the carryover from David, who was wonderful, uh, to John and the Buck family uh, just has been fantastic. John is involved. I mean, he's a really good businessman. He made a lot of money uh, in the tobacco industry, in the hotel industry. Um but this is his love. I mean, he's there every single day, but and he's out in the stands every single day. Guys, he goes to the 300, 400 level, talks with fans, gives out bedlam at the bank bracelets to fans, like wants to know what they like, what kind of food they like, what kind of atmosphere they like, what do they want to see differently. For us, you know, it, it, it's tremendous. I, I mean, it's, you know, this is, um, this is the kind of people you want to work for on a daily basis. And, um, you know, it's, they're just, they're unbelievable. I mean, he's involved, but he's involved behind the scenes to make sure that this team is competitive. I mean, he wants that as he's, as he said, he's been saying it for 10 years. I guess I want that bleeping trophy back from 2008, you know? Hey Tom, were you at alumni weekend? I was, I mean, the Phillies sunk this low 
that they have Eric Kratz back for alumni weekend as one of the headliners. <laughs> I mean, Listen. I'm trying to figure this one out. Like I look at his resume and it's like, all right, uh, you know, there, there's some at bats in there, a few homers, but yeah. man, I'm like, is this what the Philly, I mean, no, was Jimmy Rollins unavailable? I'm like, you know, he, well, he was, he was unavailable. Yeah, they, they needed somebody that could run out to the line, honestly, because there were a lot of older fellows out there that, you know. <laughs> so they needed you know, somebody Kratz other than Larry Boa. Other Kratz than Larry Boa. has been known to, to trip out. before. Exactly. Kratz has been known to trip going oh, out there to the line. TikTok guy, but We have Eric seen Kratz that video from time to time. Yes. Not that we don't have it stored, but we do have it stored and at the at the ready at any single time. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, wow. Odubel Herrera wasn't available? Yeah, he's playing <laughs> for the Kansas City Monarchs of the American Association. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> oh, is he playing against Tommy? Yeah, he did play against Tommy. Coasty uh, managed to get – that's Coasty's mask behind me right there, by the way. He, uh, he, that's your favorite player. That's your favorite player. Well, I, I – I, no, you're my favorite player, Kratzy, just because you're <laughs> with me right now. But that's I, that, I do like that mask. I mean, AJ, did you ever wear that mask, that kind of mask? No, I was tougher than that. <laughs> wow you're so sweet you're so sweet well hey it's uh, a good Tom, ornament to have yeah i yeah. have one yeah it looks good it's cool yeah, yeah they look cool yeah i just no, actually i did wear in the fall league arizona when they first came out and i, I wore it in a game and i took a foul ball and the mask went and i'm like damn it's like pinball in there i'm like i ain't wearing that see the thing that goes flying when it hits me oh uh. I was go. in Toronto the first day that Charlie O'Brien unveiled it years ago. I, I don't know. I was there as a statistician for uh, CBS radio. I, uh, and, and and there was – you should have seen the crowd around him when they unveiled it. When the, He was like the first guy to wear one. And it was, uh, you know, it was kind of made – it was painted like a hockey goalie. Um, now it's sort of conservative how everybody has their, their masks. Well, he – so when I was with the Twins coming up and I wore it, in the fall league and one of the scouts came out or whatever, when our coach, whoever it was. And he says, you know, if you wear that and Rick Stelmazic, who was our bullpen coach and Tom Kelly, if they see you in that, you'll never make it to the major league. So take it <laughs> off. It's too showy. Oh like, Get my that God. Thing that's off. Hysterical. I mean, that's, that's how old school when I came up, like we weren't allowed to wear sunglasses, no style, only flip downs. Yeah. You know why? That's because TK had those, uh, those, those, uh, those, uh, brown glasses that he had to wear all the time and he couldn't put anything on them to make them sunglasses. You know, he That's was right. my counselor. He was my camp counselor in high school. I, we were the, I went to this camp. It was the top 50 prospects in the state of New Jersey. And he was my coach at that 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 particular camp. And he said, hey, listen, I'm not going to be here next weekend because I got to go back to Minnesota for a uh, for some kind of a, an interview for something. And that's when he was named the manager of the Twins. Wow. Jeez. Then he had to deal deal with AJ. Yeah. And he had to deal with AJ. Poor, poor, poor guy. guy. Poor guy. Well, you made it through. Tom, we'll here. get you over to Fox one day. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> He's a CBS fan through and through. That's Tom, right. awesome to have you on, man. Appreciate it. Um, and enjoy the rest of the ride here with the Phils. All right, boys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cheers. Great to talk to you, Tom McCarthy. You can follow him at TMAC Phils. And we'll have Lance Lynn joining us soon. And let's step. Oh, right to it. He, he knew where I was going. Let's step right into our partnership, Brock. That doesn't we all count. have the Oh, no, we don't have the Monitor, I, monitor, I have monitor the upstairs. Ones. Monitor upstairs, guys. Right. Because you use them because they're so awesome. I, 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 I actually, actually did wear you. That's I why I don't have the other pair today. What? I, I, I've been using them. In those. The car? Do you have them in the car? I took a walk. Like a walk to, I walked those to Starbucks the one, and I wore them. The ones Scott had, those are the ones I wear. I wear those every day. 
You're I mean, such a millennial. Was, yeah, walks was, to yeah, Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are good. He, he walks to Starbucks. Ex- Wait, I, I'll do the impression in, in his Shady Rays. He walks to the Starbucks like this. No, I have a big bucket hat on. Big so no, bucket hat. So no one recognizes him. That's exactly. exactly yeah, that's exactly no because he's hey. showy. No, no pictures, no pictures, yep. right? Mayor yeah. of Orlando. Yeah. No, I'm not signing any autographs for you kids. <laughs> <laughs> not today. Not today, kids. No oblong glaze today, kids. <laughs> well, uh, for more info on Shady Rays, um, of course, as we mention always, if you don't love the pair that you get, you can exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. So there's no risk when you're looking online. And the website is shadyrays.com. The code is FOUL, F-O-U-L, for two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses, getting you 50% off those two-plus pairs. When you use the code FOUL, try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. 